from the land of the free and the home of the Chiefs, this is the Locked On Chiefs Podcast. Your Kansas City Chiefs are heading to Super Bowl 55. This is the aftermath, and we're going to talk about the updates that we have on some particular things that happened in that championship game against the Buffalo Bills, where they go from here. We're going to give you the game balls that we didn't do last night, and we'll go on from there. I'm Ryan Tracy, the founder of Rogue Analytics, as well as your host over at RGR Football. And I'm Chris Clark. Really looking forward to getting into this episode. There's a lot to talk about about that game yesterday. And I still think that there are probably some salty Bills Mafia people out there. Uh, but we w- do want to give a shout out. Congratulations to the Bills. They had a fantastic season and that cannot be overlooked. Yeah, that's for sure. And, and there was just so much going on last night that uh, we didn't get to the game balls. We're going to do that coming up in the, after the first break, but uh, we have some updates for you. It is confirmed from Andy Reid himself today that Eric Fisher is done for the season. It is a torn Achilles. That is usually a long recovery, especially for a lineman. Um, so next season at the beginning is in doubt. I mean, there are guys at his age that have retired off of this as well. So this is a very sad thing to see as they make it back to their Super Bowl. I feel for him because he is a key cog in getting this done. Absolutely. And for the people that are already out there saying that, you know, he's a cut candidate at this point, I completely disagree with you, mainly because of the player he is and because I can't see the organization doing him that way, considering uh, what he has done for this team. Uh, And I think that would be a horrible look for them. But uh, his contract is going to be something that they need to take care of in the offseason. And honestly, I do want to kind of comment about what you said earlier. Dude, there was so much we could have talked about yesterday. We could have gone for two hours easy. (laughs) Right. Uh, Just. Just just saying, I mean, you know, honestly, that's what it comes down to is, you know, we love talking about this team and, you know, we could go on a diatribe for two hours easily about that game uh, yesterday. But, you know, we have to keep it short and sweet and that's what we're doing. So, you know, Eric Fisher's injury, I think, is horrible. I I hope that they're able to figure some things out to try to, uh, you know, work through that injury. It sounds like Andy Reid also said that Mitchell Schwartz will not probably be available. He is not optimistic about that. Uh, so for anybody out there thinking that could happen, I doubt that's going to be the case. So you're more than likely looking at Rimmers and Wiley being your bookend tackles in that game against the uh, Buccaneers. But what I will say is the one player that Kansas City didn't have last night in that game could really make a huge difference come Super Bowl time in Sammy Watkins because he's going to open up things even more in the middle of the field and help Patrick in the short passing game and maybe in the deep passing game as well. But if he can open things up in the middle and get the ball out, help Pat get the ball out quick, I think that's a great thing for the Chiefs. Yeah, I agree with you. And I do kind of feel like he will. In fact, like that's it's the question of the day in, in my house because my dad's called me like twice today. Like, what's wrong with Sammy? Why didn't he play? When is he going to play? Can he be back? Will he come back next season? Like, it's all about Sammy Watkins right now, which let's take this game and enjoy the fact that they got a win done. Sammy's a, a nice bonus. Uh, we're going to talk all about the matchup, and once we know when they start practicing, we'll see where Sammy's at. Uh, this matchup's going to be. I have to say this really. Yeah, no, it is, and I just have to say this really quick. How funny is it that Kansas City didn't even have their best offensive weapons out there? I mean, they had their best, I guess, but all of their best offensive weapons out there, and they still did what they did to the Bills. Yeah, I mean, I, I it. No offense to to Pringle in particular. But yeah, like the Ferrari had that donut on the back wheel. You know what I mean? They blew a flat and <laughs> that's what they were driving around on. You know, it was not full. Okay, but you're saying that. 
Yeah, but you're saying that, and the funny thing to me about that, and we didn't even talk about this yesterday, how funny was it to see Pringle on the field way more than Robinson? Oh, yeah. I don't think Robinson really was on the field very much at all. Well, we'll go over the snaps here on the backside of this first break because that's that's the really interesting part, and the implications go on down the line. So yeah, we'll do that right now. Are you ready for some football? The playoffs here, the postseason, is already rumbling in the NFL. It's a really exciting time to be an NFL fan, and there's only one place that has you covered and one place that we trust, betonline.ag. Sign up today and get a free account on betonline.ag. And use promo code LOCKDOWN for your 50% welcome bonus. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore. Get in on the action. Don't forget to use that promo code LOCKEDON to receive a 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. Bet online, your online sports book experts. Go check out Bet Online AG. I just want to say we didn't mention this in the news, and I, we meant to. Uh, Cole Beasley, Dude, you have some guts. That's all I can really say. Uh, I said this before. I didn't think he looked right. I thought he looked like he was hurt. Uh, I did not say he looked old. I thought I said specifically he looked like he had been playing hurt, and we found out he broke his fibula and still played through it. Yeah, that's pretty impressive, isn't it? Yeah, I just can't imagine. Uh, you do so much on the field and, and you have that kind of injury and you're still out there and still successful for the most part. I mean, he didn't obviously change a game for Buffalo, but he was successful. He was. And and I got to say, you know, the, the tibia is the weight bearing bone in your lower leg. So like you have that ability to play through that, but that's a lot of pain. That's a lot of instability. And we saw when he came off, how he had to lay down right away. Like that was a much more gutsy performance than even I knew. He made some plays in that game. Like I thought that he might, I, I think now we know why he wasn't able to make more to tell you the truth. So all credit to him. And we have Absolutely. to give credit to some other guys as well. So uh, I know that I rushed us through last night. And we didn't do uh, the game ball. So why, why don't you start us off? Who gets yours? You know, you could go so many different directions with that game ball. I really, I, I'm going to go, I'm going to take the easy way out and I'm going to get mine to Mahomes. He was brilliant. Uh, he just, he simply was brilliant in that game. And, you know, I I have to say this and I say this with, a little bit of uh, sarcasm, but at the same time, not. Uh, I love the pettiness that he has as well, uh, because you start seeing it at different times. And last, and I didn't see this during the game, but he counted to two uh, during the game, mm-hmm. and that was a direct reflection, I think, of him being ranked, uh, you know, the number two QB, so or you know, second team All Pro, you know, tied with Josh Allen, and he thoroughly dismantled that Bills defense and it was great to see. So uh, for anybody that's out there that says, you know, the chiefs just really can't put up points. They can't, you know, run away with games. Um, yeah. This built team was ever everything that they thought the chiefs were and Kansas city just thoroughly handled them their butts. Yeah. I mean, for me, and I'm here I, for it. Yeah. I figured that you were, I, uh, <laughs> I, I would love to give my game ball to, to Snead. He played great. Um, I, I think coming off the dropped field, an was, right? I, I wouldn't say dropped. He, he had an opportunity there. I wouldn't say it was totally blown. Same thing for Juan Thornhill. But yeah, but yeah, there's 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 not 100 percent right. I'd I'd like to give it to Spags because I thought he called a great game. He did. But at, the, at the end of the day, Spags has to work through Tyron Matthew, and that's who gets mine because he organizes that team. He motivates that team. He gets that side of the ball ready to do what they did. 
and they still don't get the credit. I still don't hear people talking about them today. I hear it about the homes. I haven't heard anything all day long about the defense. So Okay, I did, and I do want to throw this out there. I'm going to give it a game ball two, uh, and I'll say this is for Matt, uh, just because Chris Jones, I think, deserves the game ball. Okay. I thought I thought he looked phenomenal. Uh, he was all over the field last night. Don't get me wrong. Juan Thornhill was all over the field on the back end, but Chris Jones really terrorized Josh Allen multiple times yesterday, and that really changed the ability of Allen to get the ball out. And he is a force to be reckoned with, and he is coming off that huge contract he got, and he is showing he is worth every single penny. Yeah, I, I completely agree with you. That is, uh, it's hard to overlook that. This is something, and I think even Therese today said that uh, when asked about, hey, there's multiple Hall of Fame potential guys on this roster, he's like, yeah, and there's more than you think because eventually another championship, another few AFC championships, Chris Jones could be in that conversation as well. I found that very interesting. It's still pretty early for Chris Jones, but um, that's encouraging as well. Well, his trajectory on his career path, I think, is definitely there for Hall of Fame consideration. Uh, he's generally considered the number two DT in the league, although some people will argue with you on that. Uh, and I completely think he played like it last night. So uh, kudos to him. And I'm really appreciative that he's in a Chiefs uniform. And I think that he is going to have a very tall task against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, who have a very good offensive line. Yeah, I think so, too. I want to go back to what we were talking about before uh, about Pringle. And again, that was not a slight against Pringle, my little comment. I want to point this out because Tyree Kill played 52 snaps against the Bills in the AFC Championship game, 80% of the snaps. So did Byron Pringle. That's easily the most of his career that I've seen him play that wasn't a, you know, a game where the starters were out. Uh, D-Rob did play quite a bit, though, more so than I had remembered. He played 42 snaps or 65%. And I think McCole Hardman made the most out of all of the three guys in only getting 35% of the snaps, but more than making up for his mistake. I mean, and it was, it was a pretty glorious mistake. Um, I don't know if you caught the clip. You know what? I did. I was about to ask you about that. (laughs) Yeah, no, that was phenomenal. Watching Travis Kelsey go up to him and talk to him. If you haven't seen it, go check out inside the NFL I'll try to retweet it from the Locked On account as well. Uh, Inside the NFL has a clip of Travis Kelsey and Patrick Mahomes walking up to McCole Hardman after the fumble and telling him, you know, get your head back in it. Don't worry about it. Let it go. And the thing that I loved about Mahomes the most, I loved Kelsey going up and doing it because it shows you how much he's grown as a player. We've talked about that a little bit. And we all know that Mahomes is a fantastic leader, and that's just that's who he is. And thank you for that, Patrick, because it's awesome. But the thing I loved – hearing from Mahomes the most go be you mm-hmm. don't go to try to be somebody else don't try to go do something that you're not capable of doing or try to do too much go be you and man did McColl make <laughs> make a statement when he went and did and was himself yes he did I mean so. that was it was pretty miraculous especially when I was I was concerned when he hit the bench and put the coat over himself like just to try to mm-hmm. get away from the moment and to, to be able to, to pull your hat out of there, literally and figuratively, and listen to your teammates and get yourself right, that is part of what we've been talking about all season, the maturation of him as a player and as a person. we got to remember he's still a pretty young guy, you know what I mean? And when you're Extremely used young. to being the force, when you're used to being the player that everybody can count on and you're not that guy in a moment, it has a way of rattling you. So credit to all three of them for putting that together and putting this game together. Uh, a lot well, of other... I, the one 
I was just going to say the other thing I want to say about that real quick is Mahomes went and made sure he took off the the coat. He said, look at me. He made sure McCole was looking at him when he said what he said. And that's a small thing. People aren't going to really take and, and say that it means anything. I'm sorry. It means a lot. You look in your guy's eyes, you tell him, you know, what you think and, and they're going to go to bat for you. And that's what McColl did. And honestly, got to give it to Travis Kelsey. Um, you know, I, I knew he was a great blocker and all, but man, he had quite the game catching the ball last night too. Yeah. It's like he's good at that kind of thing. It's crazy. <laughs> he was the lead blocker on some of those plays. It was just awesome. <laughs> that narrative he can't block is just so great. Yeah, it, it is kind of funny, and and I just don't even – I switch people off at that point when I hear that. Okay, that's enough of that one. Um, I do want to point out a couple of other things. On the offensive side, I thought it was good to get Clyde into the lineup and get him going in. I don't think he looked like himself yet, and that's perfectly fine coming off of this Agreed. injury and a long way out, right? But what surprised me – I was me surprised was, he started, though. Okay, I guess that's fair. I mean – yeah, I probably thought Daryl should have started as well just to hit the ground button. But uh, but again, I think that's about showing confidence in the player. So that, that probably helped. But it did surprise me when I took a look at it. Clyde actually outsnapped Daryl in that game by two snaps, 30 to 32. Um, both of them right about 50%. Uh, that, again, is is a vote of confidence. And I think something that actually will help him prepare for the Super Bowl in a, in a lot better than if they had taken the safe road and just kept him out. Yeah, and who else is it a vote of confidence for? It's a huge vote of confidence for Daryl Williams, too. Mm-hmm. You got to remember, that's one thing that we can't talk enough about. Daryl Williams missed playing in the Super Bowl, missed playing in the AFC Championship game last year, and it came out that he thought he could have played. He thought he could have come back from his injury, but the Chiefs had to put him on IR because they needed the roster spot. Mm-hmm. And he ended up not getting a chance to play. So uh, for him to get as much time as he got, and for honestly, for him making the plays he made, I just – he has been phenomenal this year and doesn't get the credit he deserves. Yeah, I, I agree with you completely. And he's not alone. I think that chip on their shoulder about missing the Super Bowl is a significant thing. And when we get back from this, we're going to get into the other guy that I thought really has that chip working for him. Chain stores have different price tiers for professional mechanics versus us do-it-yourselfers. Uh, RockAuto.com's prices are the same for everybody, and they're reliably low. RockAuto.com is for everybody, and it doesn't require membership or an account login. RockAuto.com is a family business serving auto parts customers online for over 20 years. Go to RockAuto.com to shop for auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers. They have everything from engine control modules and brake parts to tail lamps, motor oil, and even new carpet. Whether it's for your classic or daily driver, get everything you need in a few easy clicks delivered directly to your door. The RockAuto.com catalog is unique and remarkably easy to navigate. Quickly see all the parts available for your vehicle and choose the brand, specifications, and prices you prefer. Best of all, prices at rockauto.com are always reliably low and the same for professionals and do-it-yourselfers. Why spend up to twice as much for the same parts? Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck right locked on in their how-did-you-hear-about-us box so they know what we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need at rockauto.com. Built Bar is back along with Built Go and has some great new things for you to try. Some of them are flavors. Some of them are new mixtures, new concepts in what Built does. So check out Built Bar, Built Go, and the whole nine yards. My personal favorite still remains that uh, caramel brownie. And uh, I like that coconut one as well. Built Bar is great for the health conscious guy. Lose or maintain weight while indulging in a delicious treat. Bars are low calorie, low sugar, high protein, high fiber, and great for the keto diet. Go check out the peanut butter. It has 19 grams of protein, 180 calories, 
five grams of sugar and five grams of net carbs. It is absolutely delicious, in my opinion. Go to BillBar.com and use promo code Locked On, and you'll get 20% off your next order. Use promo code Locked On for 20% off at BillBar.com. Four PBUs in one day. I already day. knew where you are going with this before you I, even started. I know that you did, but folks, this is the best game that Juan Thornhill's played in a year. And he chose the right time. They rested him, and it certainly paid off. Four PBUs. He got targeted five times. He only had one reception. And I showed you, like, in the film review earlier in the week, like, how he saved that one play the first time against Diggs. Well, he was all over the place in this game. I mean, Bashad Breeland played super well as well, especially coming off of a concussion. So, I mean, with both those guys and Tyron, you could absorb some mistakes from other players. I thought this really sealed what they had to have going up against what is a Bucks team with <laughs> all kinds of weapons and Mike Evans making an impact this last weekend as well. Yeah, and they do have a ton of weapons. The nice thing that I am going to like going into this matchup, and I, there's not a, there's not enough I could say good things about Tyron Matthew and about Juan Thornhill. I think they both played a fantastic game. I thought Daniel Sorensen played pretty good. Uh, you know, he is still doing what he needs to do and, and by far – uh, is surpassing anything I thought I was going to see from him in his career. Uh, so thank you for proving me wrong on that, Daniel. But, you know, you look at what this team is going to need to do against this Bucks offense, uh, it's going to be a tall order. I, I understand Kansas City is one of the best defensive backfields in the league, and I do agree. I do think that, uh, especially when you're talking about the safety position, and honestly, the corner position is a lot better than some people want to give him credit for. Uh, yeah, I know Ward has struggled at times, but you know, you just start looking at Sneed, you look at Breland, you look at even Fitton stepping in there and and playing. He's playing very well. Uh, he got an interception, and honestly, Fitton was coming off an injury, you know, both mm-hmm. ankles. So you know, any time he's going to get is going to be, uh, you know, a bonus. And then you get into the point that you know, you get what two weeks for all these guys to to get healthy again. What are you laughing at? I so. Immediately when it happened, the ball gets tipped up in the air and I see Fenton grab it and I'm like, oh, I don't think he can run on those ankles. He's going to get caught like immediately. And and he took it back for a nice return. I was really impressed with that play. It's called adrenaline, dude. It'll make you do amazing things. Yeah, right. Like I was concerned. I was like, if his shoe comes off, we're in trouble here. Oh, it was it was going to be good. And they're going to need him. You know, there was was good output on the Bucks side. Uh, I guess we'll get into that later. I shouldn't get off the the beaten path here because that whole secondary stepped up. And I think it goes back to that conversation we had maybe what a year ago when PFF was really pushing their aspect that pass rush doesn't matter anymore. Well, yes, it still matters you guys, but playing from the back forward, emphasizing coverage and they showed it on the broadcast a number of times about just how well the chiefs secondary was playing against those receivers Receivers that had gotten loose on a lot of quality players in the past. I thought that was really positive. But at the same time, they did get pressure. The Chiefs front put out. I mean, it wasn't maybe what you wanted, but 30 pressures on the day. I'm glad you brought that up because I was looking for that right now. I knew they had a ton of pressure. Chris Jones, I think, had nine by himself. Yeah, PFF has it at seven, but close enough. Okay, Seven. My bad. I apologize. Okay, so Frank Clark and what was it? Uh, Okafor each had four, I think. Uh, Tano uh, and Frank. For, okay, Tano and Frank had four each. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, you know, you say what you want. Honestly, 
I think you get into a position where you look at that game last night and it almost got out of hand. And we didn't really talk about that. And I get it from a player's perspective, especially on the Buffalo side. You start getting frustrated because you know your season's coming in and and there's almost nothing you can do about it. Uh, You're outmatched and you know it at that point. And it's it's getting to be frustrating. But man... I'm sorry. That was a classless move by Josh Allen throwing the ball at, at uh, Okafor's head. Yeah, I mean, it, it was petty. I'll give you that. I can, I, like I said last night, I can almost get over that because it was in the heat of the moment and he'd just gotten hit. And I know he felt like he was engaged. For me, it was the guys adding on after that that felt like th- that they were justified in that. It just felt like it got out of control really fast. But at the well, end the of the day... Is, is- the second he does that, that's why Okafor goes and stands over him. Uh, right. Okafor's not going to do that. I mean, Okafor is not going to go stand over him if Josh Allen doesn't hit him in the head with a football. Absolutely. So that escalated everything. Yeah, you're absolutely right. And at the end of the day, 30 pressures on 58 dropbacks is a really nice output. That's over 50%. And we saw them dip to their lowest against the Browns and then rebound dramatically in the AFC Championship, which means... That they are timing that we've seen this whole ramp up, though, the waiting that we've been doing. And yes, Frank got what two sacks he got credited for, right? One outright and one that I think was around about, you know, the chasing in circles thing. Um, but picking the right time to rise, I think, is key for this defense. No, it really is. And one thing you just made me remember is there's one thing that's is going to help Kansas City going into this game against Tom Brady is Tom Brady can't do what Josh Allen did. Right. That's going to help the pass rush. Now, Brady may be able to get the ball out quicker, and that will not help the pass rush, obviously, but Tom Brady can't move like Josh Allen does. And the one thing that Josh Allen is going to need to learn, there were too many times in that game where he was trying to do too much, and he took huge sacks. Very true. You absolutely cannot take a 15-yard loss on a sack. Well, and the fourth guy in terms of uh, pressure production was Legereus Dean. He got that huge one for a loss that just shut down an entire drive, and you're absolutely right. Now, Brady, on the other hand, despite getting it out, had some issues with accuracy, had three turnovers. He was only throwing the ball up. three of eight to Mike Evans. A co- really nice grab on him on one, though. And what was it? Five of nine to Godwin. So if if the Chiefs see that same kind of performance, and I feel like the way the secondary played, that it is going to be those throw-it-up kind of passes. Uh, that may have, might have sounded wrong. Sorry if y'all are eating. but uh. <laughs> I get what you're saying, but the argument I would make is that they're going to be in a different scenario because Tampa Bay isn't going to be 30 degrees. True. So I think the cold did play into the, the way that that game was being played. That's obviously not going to be the case in Tampa Bay. So... Uh, I get what you're saying. I do think that it's going to be a different ball game, but honestly, I think that actually helps Kansas City even more because when you're going to be on a field like that, your weapons, which you have two of the fastest wide receivers, honestly, three of the fastest wide receivers in the NFL on your team, plus Travis Kelsey, who is a legitimate number one uh, wide receiver type at tight end. So yeah, that's going to be a lot of fun. Yeah, and I have to say that brings up a very good point that you had. We didn't see any kind of cramping from Tyreek yesterday, which means his hydration was back, which means he's he's feeling healthier, right? Because he had a couple of games where he didn't look like he was comfortable all the time. Well, that's true. But also, I think one of the games was against Tampa Bay in Tampa Bay where he had like 200 yards in the first quarter. So kind of hard to fault 
<laughs> kind of hard to fault somebody for having cramps in that game. Uh, but it's funny you bring up Tyree Kill because I was actually going to mention uh, he actually apologized to Andy Reid uh, for not <laughs> scoring on that long touchdown. And it's funny because Patrick made it, you know, they, you know, how all the players are enjoying themselves and doing memes now. Patrick kind of memed it a little bit and said, and, you know, laughed at him and said, you know, Tyree's getting old. Yeah. If Tyree's getting old, then uh, y'all better start digging my grave because now I'm feeling it. <laughs> well, we could have said that when, on your birthday, too. So, well, thanks. Uh, um, <laughs> you're welcome. But that no, said, honestly, go ahead. I just want to go ahead and I want to bring up one last thing before we call it a day. And folks, we'll get into more details and start looking ahead tomorrow with Matt. But uh, go ahead with your thought. All I got to say is, and I said this on Twitter yesterday, and, you know, I, I want to say it again today. Uh, and I said it before the game, not after. Just enjoy this time. You know, honestly, I watched that game yesterday and I wasn't nervous at all going into that game. I, I thought Kansas City would come out and I thought they would win. I didn't think they'd win the way they won, but I thought that it would win. Uh, but my point is, is enjoy this time. Remember where this team was seven years ago and where they are right now. Obviously, Andy Reid is a big part of that. Obviously, Patrick Mahomes is a big part of that. But just enjoy this time. Enjoy being a fan and enjoy, uh, you know, honestly, I think Kansas City is on its way to, regardless of whether they win or lose the Super Bowl, is on its way to being one of the more hated franchises in the NFL, a la the Patriots, because of how good they are. And I think that's part of why they get overlooked sometimes is because people are already like, oh, well, we know about the Chiefs, but, you know. Yeah, it, I think that is new. part of the flavor. That's that's a very good point. And, and along those lines, I was going to bring up, you know, it's you should be ecstatic. You should be celebrating. But I thought it was a very clear sign of the maturation process that this was not enough. This was not their goal because you didn't see the exuberance, the over-the-top feeling of winning the AFC like you saw in 2019 because clearly they have more than they single one of them. Yeah. Yeah, every single one of them was like, nope, we got one more game. This isn't over. We got one more game. And, you know, you look at you look at the rookies on this team that haven't been there. You look at the guys that are playing that were in Kansas City last year that weren't able to play because they were on injured reserve. There's a couple of them uh, that are going to be playing this game. That This is going to be their first Super Bowl. Uh, but this game isn't too big for them. And, you know, with the leadership that this team has – and honestly, we never talked about this, but, you know, Daniel Sorensen being a captain on special teams is, I think, almost as much for his uh, his ability on defense as it is for special teams. They only have two te- two captains for each unit, uh, but I think Daniel Sorensen's contributions on defense really helped him in that regard as well, and I think he's been phenomenal for this team. Yeah, he played one, a, another one of his best games again in that AFC championship as well. I, you'll get no argument from me. So, hey, enjoy that while it lasts, folks. The, the one interesting thing I have to wonder is with everything that's going to change this year with the way the Super Bowl is going to play out, and we kind of talked about this with Matt a little bit yesterday, I wonder if it's really going to help teams like what Kansas City is even more than it would uh, other teams because Kansas City seems to have so many film rats, mm-hmm. and they're going to have more time now. I mean, not having to travel, not having to go, you know, be around on interview row. I mean, doing Zoom meetings, you can, that's, that's going to save you hours a day. Yeah. 
So I really wonder if that, how much is that's going to help them. And, you know, Kansas City's already seen this team. Spagnuolo's already got a pretty good idea of what he's going to want to do to, to uh, disrupt Brady. And I'm really curious to see what that could be. Yeah, I am too. And uh, we'll take a look all this week, all next week, uh, over on the channel as well and everywhere else. You guys can probably hear us over on Locked On NFL on Thursday. And Chris has been a regular on Locked On NFL on Mondays. So check that out as well. We're everywhere because there's so much to look at because, especially having played this team already, you have to make an evolution. I'm really looking forward to that. Uh, and we're going to dig into it again with Matt tomorrow, so don't miss that one. Um, and if you are new, go ahead and click the sub and leave us an iTunes review. Let us know what you think. We are uh, working our tails off here to cover this team as in-depth as we possibly can. And uh, so... That's it. Let us know what you think. No, absolutely. You can talk to Chris and you don't have to watch my terrible spelling. And uh, we will be back with you tomorrow with Matt Derrick and go over more. And we'll start to turn the page to start looking at these bucks and where the chinks in the armor are uh, for an opponent. They've already beaten once, but they have to take seriously and have to take a long look at. Thanks for listening. Thanks for doing all that today. We'll talk to you tomorrow. Ryan Tracy is the founder of Rogue Analytics and the host of RGR Football on YouTube. Follow him there. Chris Clark is a senior analyst at ChiefsDigest.com where you can get his work. Rate and review at Apple Podcasts and subscribe on your preferred podcast platform. Thank you for listening.